0: Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the No BS Marketing Podcast. I'm Daniel Murray, and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up. What's up marketing besties. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Hill Mesh, where we replace some of the juiciest, most controversial takes from marketing's finest minds to discover the answer to one burning question. What's a marketing hill you would die on? Content is king, but not everyone knows how to do it right. Long-form, short-form, email, video, it's hard to keep track of the rules for success. But if one thing's true in marketing, it's that the rules are 100% meant to be broken. I'll let Jay Schwendelson, founder of SubjectLine.com, explain why it's time to throw those old rules out the door. What is a marketing hill you would die on? really to focus on not
1: believing best practices in email when you see them or or read them or hear about them. The vast majority, and this may apply to other channels as well, but the vast majority of best practices that are promoted by quote unquote experts is based on really old information and people are lazy and it's just not true. Things like you can put an emoji in the subject line and it's gonna do really well. I don't care if you're a business marketer or a consumer marketer; it'll do well. You can use capitalization. You're not gonna go in the junk folder and it will help. It will do really well. You could say the word free. You're not gonna go in the junk folder because of that. There's so much old misinformation and I get beat up all the time for saying that, but it's true. And so learn from yourself, test it yourself. Go look at your own inbox. Find out your own metrics and don't rely on the garbage that is out there that's based on data from 15 years ago. So I, I think I would live on that hill and be okay with it.
0: My thing about the word best practice is that it took a while to get to become a best practice. So that inherently makes it old. old. <laughs> yeah. It's an old thing. Yeah, because like if the things that are working now are things that – are being tested and are being tried. Obviously there are some good best practices, like fundamentals of like a good email or fundamentals of this. But what I'm saying, like some of the the quick witted, like quick tips and advice, like, and then also when it becomes a best practice, that means more people are going to do it. That means you're not going to stand out in the sea of sameness of the whole inbox. So that's why you like test your own things, figure out your own things, because if, a thousand other marketers are doing exactly what that best practice is. You're not going to stand out. It's just that, totally. it. And be okay
1: with it not working. I always kind of look at, you know, testing any type of marketing, like being a baseball player, right? If you're a baseball player and you get three hits out of every 10 times, you go up to the plate, you're going to the hall of fame, right? And you're failing seven out of 10 times. That is not just email marketing, but that's marketing. I mean, if, if, if we put out 10 ideas on this discussion and you test them all, and three of them work, that's awesome, right? You have three new things you could be using that's gonna work for you because ideas that are out there called best practices or whatever you want to call them, there's too many variables, your brand, the timing, your database, who knows what, right? It's not gonna work for everybody. So you test it, some will work, some won't, and really get comfortable with the idea that a lot of stuff won't work and that's more than okay.
0: Marketing is a lot like football, to be the best, You have to make mistakes, get back up again, and go back to work. Maybe that's why this next clip from Thomas Shields hits home for me. Thomas is one of the scrappiest content marketers out there, having built a massive pickleball media company from scratch. And he believes that volume and reps build marketing empires. Here's why. What is a marketing hill you would die on? I think it's kind of what I said earlier. It's like volume over
1: everything until you figure out what works for you and your audience.
0: I think of it like sports, or everything because I used to play college football is that you need reps to be a great football player. You need to make those mistakes. You need to Yeah. You need thousands and thousands of great reps to be a great football player mm-hmm. or a great pickleball player or something like that. Same applies with content. Yeah, people people just with marketing or stuff don't think about the practice aspect of things. They think like right. the finished asset needs to be the one that goes out. But no, you you could. It's your audience that is the real judge, not yeah. you. So you just need to put things out.
1: Yeah, I think also maybe unbuttoning your content a little bit, less polish can actually be better. So. Yeah more rawness, more authenticity, more actual voice, which I think plays a lot into like copywriting, but just not being afraid to be a little more
0: off the cuff with things and shoot from the hip. I'm super stoked to replay this next clip from my friend of the pod and fellow Workweek friend, Alex Elaine. Not only is Alex one of the most elite sellers in the world, but he's also the host of On Target podcasts, where he speaks to the elite 1% sellers in the SaaS industry about how they think, act, and operate. Are you a fan of the daily grind or the hustle? Because if not, then trigger warning, you're not gonna like this next take. Alex has an extra spicy take on exactly what it involves to build a legacy-defining career. And spoiler alert, you better get off your ass and work. I wanted to ask you, what is a a sales hill that you would die on? What is a truth that you have about sales that you would go on a hill and die on for
2: it? (laughs) For me, one of the things I talk a lot about on on LinkedIn is just really pace, velocity, and urgency in everything that, that we do. And the reason I say that that would be my uh, top of the hill I would put my stake in the ground on is that we're now in an era where wellness and really looking after yourself is is very topical right now. It's very much front and center. And I absolutely agree that that should be front and center. But what I've also seen is a bit of an overcompensation in that area, which can sometimes be remiss of the fact that this is a tough job. Being in sales is not easy, right? And if we choose to be sellers, it means that certainly if you wanna climb the mountain and get to the best of being at your craft, you know, in many cases, you are gonna need to go the extra mile. And it means living with a consistent sense of pace, velocity and urgency in everything that you do. So when we talk about prospecting, you know, sometimes people uh, I'll see will spend hours and hours trying to create the, the perfect personalized email. And by the time they've spent that hour creating that amazing email, I've made 20 calls and booked three meetings because that pace and urgency daily is something that has pretty much carried me through my entire career. So I think it's just the sheer principle that, you know, if you want to be a seller and you really want to excel and you want to really create a legacy defining career, you've got to commit, you know, you've got to commit to it. You've got to be willing to run at it. You've got to attack each day with pace, urgency, and desire. And that's how you go out there and really make things happen. And that's why we have a 1% and we have a 99%. And if you want to be average, absolutely embrace that. But if you want to be great, you've got to do what great people do. And that's just push that little bit harder than everyone else. I'm glad the conversations have come up about
0: mental health and how to talk about it and how to deal with it. And I think what that is, it should create is not it should create an environment that how can we make people more efficient instead of wasting a lot of time? Cause a lot of like a lot of the time and the burnout comes from like inefficiencies and doing things the wrong way. It doesn't come from, and it's also a lot of burnout that I've seen too. And I know this because I played football and I know that I got burnt out from playing football. It also comes from like, deep passion like if you're not really that passionate about something it's hard to be amazing at it like if you don't have a goal or like mindset to be the best it's hard to be that and it's easy to like weigh on your mental health because it weighed on my mental health because I didn't have the true passion anymore to be like the greatest football player so like going out every day to do hard works like hard work hard work doesn't feel like hard work when it's like some people think say like hey Alex, you probably work really hard, but you probably like, did I work that hard? Like, like hard work looks different to everybody, but sometimes the hard work doesn't even feel like hard work when you actually have that deep passion or I do not even, doesn't have to be deep passion. It has to be like, you have a goal that you set and you're going towards something and you're, you're wanting to achieve something. You have to have either something that you're going for or something that is driving you because otherwise it's easy to burn out going hard if you don't have that drive for anything.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree, Dan. I, I remember back when I was studying law, you know, I was burning out multiple times really quickly because I didn't really want to do it. I was doing what I thought I had to do and doing what I was kind of told to do. I wasn't passionate about it. And and when you're doing something that you're passionate about, as you've said, I'm not saying you can't get burnt out, but it's a different kind of feeling, right? There's a true desire to to want to put in more, to want to go out there and achieve. And so absolutely mental health is of paramount importance, right? But I think it starts with asking yourself, are you actually in an area that you're passionate about? Are you running with great people? Are you in a growth environment that can help take you to the next level? And then with all of those factors combined, do you accept that when you choose careers like this, it's going to require a bit more of you, right? And as a result, you, you often get paid well and you get compensated well and you get amazing opportunities. So um, I love it, as you can probably tell. And um, I think that's what life, life's all about.
0: It seems like everybody and their dog has a blog these days. And let me just say it is because everybody is already thinking it. Not everybody needs to have a blog. Sometimes your brand is better off with short-form content, so quit trying to make a shoe that doesn't fit. I'll let Ben Shapiro, founder of I Hear Everything, explain why creators need to stick to the format that suits them best. What is a marketing hill you would die on?
3: I think people gravitate towards long-format content too much. I think there's this notion, mostly when you're starting a new entity, that you need to deep dive and get into the weeds and explain every last detail. I need long blog posts and white papers and ebooks, as opposed to I'm going to give people the right amount of information in the time length that they want to spend consuming it. And so to me, the sort of short form content revolution, mostly in podcasting, are content is relatively short. We do like 15 minute episodes and I feel good about that. You know, I think that that's something that I, I just want to produce content that is the right length and format that the people want to listen to. So they keep coming back. Yeah. And I,
0: like what I think you said in the beginning of the podcast, it always is either topic dependent and also how good is that person at that channel of engaging an audience for a long period of time? Joe Rogan has crushed that and he has the interesting guests, so he can do a three-hour episode.
3: He's the exception, not the rule, right? And Joe Rogan and marketing podcasts are different, you know? <laughs> this is the same
0: thing I have about like written form thing, content. If you're not the best writer that can keep someone scrolling down the page for a long period of time and keep them entertained line by line, you probably should stick with with short form content until you learn how to do that for with longer form content.
3: Yeah, can I die on two hills here? People that want to be content creators should make content in the format that they feel comfortable with. It's really easy for everyone to say, "Well, TikTok is the big growth channel, so I need to be on TikTok." But if you're not good at creating short form videos that can grab someone's attention in the first 2 seconds, you're not going to be very successful at TikTok. Maybe you're a great writer and you should be writing for the New York Times. When I started gravitating in my career towards just being accepting of the things that I was good at and had natural talent for, I started to feel and and see some data that showed me I was more successful. When you're trying to be somebody that you're just inherently not, you're not going to have great success. Go, Go be you.
0: I'm 100% on that, that length. I think when I started creating content, I started on LinkedIn, and that's because I felt more comfortable that I was a better writer. Podcasts were more of a way for me to break my mold and be more, more comfortable. I'm okay with having one-on-one conversations. I'm not okay with being on video. That's why I never did video content.
3: I was going to ask you about that, whether we're on video or not. I'll (laughs) go put a shirt on.
0: That's the best advice I I think people mistake is like, there's channels that you should be on, but there's also, are you a good creator on that channel? Are you comfortable doing that type of content or not? And it's apparent if you're not a good writer and trying to write long form content.
3: Life's too short. Forget whether you're going to get good results or not. I didn't want to be on video all of the time when I started the MarTech podcast, because it just made me feel a little uncomfortable. And I don't want to be uncomfortable every day when I go to work. And I don't want a bad hair day to be documented for all of time. I always felt pretty comfortable in my voice. And I feel like this was my natural talent. So I'm just trying to play to my strengths here. And you know, it's not just about, well, maybe I could be more famous or richer if I were on TikTok. I, I, maybe it, this is just me. Like, I don't care that much. I just I want to be happy doing what I'm doing and I want to feel like I'm doing a good job and the results tend to come from that. And, uh, you know, maybe that's just my personal preference. That's why that's the hill I'll die on.
0: Okay. How many times have you heard a company talk about SEO like it's the same thing as a blog? It's not. SEO is its own thing and it's a tactic, but not the only tactic for improving your online visibility. The next marketing hill from the co founders of Beam Content, Brooklyn Nash and Sam Himbry, is one I would totally die on too. Here's what they have to say about SEO. One thing I want to go into because I think this will give like the basis of like what you believe in marketing. What for both of you, what is a marketing kill you would both die on? You got to go first. that That we'd both die on. I think we've agreed on pretty much everything except TikTok, but even TikTok, Sam brought me around eventually. To me,
1: it's the conflation of SEO and content marketing. I think a lot of people, some content marketers included, hear content marketing and think SEO, but it's not, SEO is not content marketing. It's a tactic for a specific channel for your content. It is not the end all be all of content marketing. In a lot of cases, SEO makes sense,
0: for what you're building and for your site. And in a lot of cases, it doesn't make sense to to prioritize SEO over other channels. I love that one because I, I, I believe SEO is just a distribution channel. Like that's all it is for content. So it would be one, to A lot of people think it is content, which I love that take because I think a lot of times I'm like, I'm, I want to hire a content marketer and they're like, so you want them, them to have a lot of SEO experience. I'm so like, no, I want someone who understands how to write Good content what good content is yeah yeah for sure
1: i love that i'm not coming up with a great one on the spot here but this might be more just influence from what i see people doing wrong like social is not a great reflection of the other content that people are putting out so you know i just i've seen a lot of content marketers sitting on incredible content not doing anything with it whether that's a podcast or a newsletter or a cool series that they're running and it's not getting distributed across channels and you know that's a hill most people recognize but all right but they it,
0: stop at the base they yeah. don't go to the top and die on it either <laughs> i just remember just even thinking because i've worked with some clients on like social stuff every time i want to repurpose something they always want something new they don't want anything repurposed so like they'll be like i'm like let's take this piece of content and repurpose it because it did well and they're like no i want a new piece of content i'm like that this why why can't we put stuff that has performed like two months ago and try it again why does it need to be brand new piece of content it's crazy Thanks so much for listening. Keep tuning in to hear more great insights from the coolest marketers from around the world. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and follow the Marketing Millennials podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, I would greatly appreciate you giving us a five-star rating. It helps bring more marketers into our community.